0: Alright, and welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Today we've got an excellent episode lined up for you. Well, I hope it'll be excellent. I'm sure it will be. It will. <laughs> On the end there, we've got Kevin Watson. Kev, how's it going, mate?
1: Good, man. How are you? Good. Yeah, and next to room,
0: hey, buddy. we've got Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Homes. Glenn, how's, how's it going? How's it going, everybody? Feeling good? So. <laughs> and then alongside me here we've got frank Grillo. frank yes. how's it going mate
2: it's going great i'm happy to be here today
0: thank you for coming on this podcast so frank if you don't know he's a actor movie star i've been in the likes of warrior the gray captain america the purge prison break all sorts uh frank you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself
2: i'm fantastic I know. Uh no I uh, <laughs> yeah I uh I obviously am an actor and, and uh, uh I've been involved in uh martial arts and and, and boxing uh, uh most of my life uh um, and competed in some of it, and haven 't competed in other parts of it, but uh, it 's a love of mine and, and it 's always it 's bled into now my career because these movies that I do, my tv show kingdom it 's all based on martial arts or or you know their action films and stuff, so all this training that i 've been doing my whole life is finally actually getting me paid
0: right yeah, yeah. and one thing about all, all this training is I know that you don't do the training for movies, right? No. Because you train too hard for that, you're too dedicated for that. It's, I think it's something that's embedded in you, the way you train, because you train like a, like a machine. You, you're in this gym more than me. <laughs> I'm you, every time <laughs> I'm here... I wanted to
3: talk to you about that.
0: <laughs> you, 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 Are you You're really comparing
3: you? Your, your training to his? No, I'm,
0: I'm, talking about, I'm talking about I work in the gym, but he's in the gym more than me. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and you're 51 years old, yeah. look fantastic, mate. Yeah. You're two years younger than me, dad... Oh, is that true? That's true. My dad's 53. I'm your mom.
2: Oh, so. my. Word. They had you very young.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, only. yeah,
2: yeah. You know, it's funny when I hear people say, "Hey, man, you're in your 50s. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. Because I, I and I know it's cliche to even sound it, but I feel, I'm, I, you know, I think with the technology of nutrition and, and the way we train now, I feel a thousand times better than when I did when I was 25 years old. I, I really do. I mean, I feel great. So, well, you know.
3: On a On a slightly lesser scale. See, I'm still, like, uh, 20 years behind you, but I'm the same. I feel better now than I did
0: when I was 18,
3: 19, 20. Right.
0: Through the training and all that. Yeah. 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 I think that's what training does to you. I mean, I don't train that much anymore. But, uh, Frank, what we've got thousands of people in here, and, and I'm not wanting to look at men's bodies, but when uh. you've got your shirt off all the time, mate, and your f- abs are popping out in people's faces, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've well, got I- I- to see you've got probably the, the best... I mean, this is probably the <laughs> keyest thing I've ever said. <laughs> probably the, the best, the best body that I've seen. It's for It's okay. <laughs> Look,
2: I'm blushing. I'm sweating a little. No, and you know what? It's funny because when I was younger, I was into... You know, I did the weights and even... Because I wrestled in high school and college and, you know, I had, a, I had a strength coach and it was a lot of weightlifting. And, you know, the more I lifted weights, the less I had abs or... It's when I stopped all that and started training and eating uh, a certain way, training the way you guys hear, like I watch the classes. Right. You know, when you, it's the fast twitch muscle. It's, you know, you don't rest for an hour. The byproduct of that is the body that you wanted 25 years ago. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like if, if you're setting out to get a body and you're lifting weights, if you, if you want a certain look, like you want to look like a boxer, that's not the way to do it. You have to train a certain way. And that's... And it's, and it's funny, man. I just... Uh, you know, we, we were just talking about bullet coffee. I do my bullet coffee in the morning. I eat, uh, you know, uh, uh, really high-quality meats and vegetables. And that's kind of it. You know, no secrets.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, so what... I will have to say, that. What's, what's the secret of the body, but like you say, it's, it's all hard work and, it's, and dedication, what right? Yeah. What's, what's kind of your motive? I always ask my clients, it's a bit strange, but I always like to say, like hard working clients, what's the motivation that's going through your mind when you or what's going through your mind when you're working hard? What is it? Is it the motivation or what?
2: You know, for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's like, I feel like I always, uh, be, what I lack in talent, I always feel like I have to make up in working more than the next guy. Right. right because i'm not a big guy i'm you know i'm not you know exceptionally fast guy i'm not an exceptionally strong guy but if you just continue to work hard i figure then i got them beat with that so so it's really helped me and 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 i hear a lot of people go oh man you don't have to work out that hard and i'm like that's why i'm <laughs> gonna beat you that's right. why i'm gonna beat you, you yeah, know what I mean it
1: surprised me so much because i know how hard you work in your career and and, and acting and everything but i think and we say it to our our staff all the time the one the way you do one thing is the way you do all things it's so true but i think that's Probably a big part of it for you it's as well. It's so
2: true. You know, I have three sons, and I instill that in my kids, too. It's like, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I'm tired now. I think I've done enough. I'm going to go home. That's yeah. easy to do. Anybody sure. could do it, right. and most people do that. Right, right. But to stick with it, to be really exhausted and say, I think I'm going to do another 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I want to see if I could. Right. You, know, right. you know what I mean? Where the head goes, the body follows. Yeah. So if you can get your head in that space. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think you define... Listen, my acting career has been a tough up-and-down battle. Nothing's ever come easy. I'm always coming through the back door. Yeah. So, you know, I'm used to being told no a lot and rejection. Right. And you got to find something in your life that makes you want to keep going. Mm-hmm. And training was always that thing that said, okay, you got a bad day, go to the gym. Yeah.
3: It doesn't make it hard either if you're enjoying doing it. It's just something you end up just doing. That's right. right. Exactly.
2: It's my church. Like uh, I always yeah. say that but I'm about, not a yeah. religious guy, but this is my Same church. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
3: You get Same. a lot of
0: high-profile people, actors like yourself and other musicians. and Anyone who's basically successful when they're coming here that's one thing i noticed about them all that they work their ass off in the gym right right so right. i think that just shows it's you like when, they, when they're working hard or whatever they do like you're doing acting obviously right. the where you are you come in the gym and you work your ass off another thing that i wanted to touch on with the with that now with the acting is like uh, is the business side of it we kind of spoke on a lot other day about how boxing's got all the politics and you're starting to see yep. that now is that kind of the same with the acting? Is it like...
2: Yeah, like I that? mean, uh, my partner and I, Joe Carnahan, who also trains here, uh, Joe made The Grey. He wrote and directed The Grey yeah. and, and a, uh, A-Team and, and Smoke and Aces. You've had uh, Joe on the
3: podcast. Yeah, you've had Joe here. Yeah. So
2: Joe and I are partners now and we just made our first film called Wheelman. Uh, but we became partners because we, we realized that if we were just going to rely on other people giving us jobs or or our life was sitting at home waiting for agents right. to say, hey, there's an opportunity we're probably going to finish life not very happy so because of the politics because you know there it's not a meritocracy it's not like the best actor gets the role or the best director gets to direct me it's it's very political so we decided to create a company which we called war party and uh we decided to do our own thing. And, and believe it or not, it, it's been more successful in six months than I could have ever imagined. That's really nice. good. That, yeah. And it's, that's, it is the same in boxing, because
0: boxing, some boxers are doing that as well. That's exactly what Mayweather done. Right. He was sick of the bullshit of all the promotions.
2: Right, right. I mean, you can't do it. And now... Um, McGregor, McGregor, too. McGregor. 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 McGregor's even gone further, I think, than Mayweather. You know, he's telling Dana White, hey... F.U., UFC, F.U., you, you know, Mayweather. He's kind of really said, I understand my value as a as a commodity. Right. And I'm not going to be owned by you guys. Yeah. And I, I, I got to tell you, like the guy or not, believe in him or not, if you're not looking at him saying, I admire that, sure. you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, super smart. It's, though, it's right? almost
0: like every
3: major boxing pay-per-view now, the, the, at least one of the two fighters has got their own promotion. Yep. On the banner. That's right. Are involved. Yeah. So he set that trend now. It's like that's uh, right. all these higher level boxes and world champions are starting up their own co- uh, promotion companies Be- just to take because a Because they give of
2: away, them. like, you know, for me, uh, uh, on The Purge. I become a producer on The Purge, right? Mm-hmm. Purge does fantastic worldwide. I now have ownership in that movie. Right. Why now would I want to go and do something just for a paycheck when I could create something and have ownership in it. So these fighters who put in more work than anybody else in the world. Nobody trains like fighters. I don't right. care if you're a boxer or or an MMA fighter. Nobody understands what it takes to do that, right? Why do I want to give it all away and just get some a paycheck right. where I could get a piece of yeah. the profits? Mm-hmm. You know, which I think is a smart thing. With that though, is that not like? Kind of
0: burning bridges on other companies that say, "Oh, I'm not going to work with Frank because he's got his own thing going on."
2: You know, you know what? If you're not willing to make some enemies, if you're not willing to ruffle feathers, then you're not willing to really be successful. Like, show me a successful guy that doesn't have enemies, right. and I'll show you a guy who's not really successful. Yeah. So, you you can't you can't toe the line and want to make everyone happy at the expense of not getting what you need. Do you, do you know? That's what I think. Yeah. No.
0: And uh, so now with your production company with Joe. Who, like Glenn said, he was on the podcast. Joe's great, great fella. If he you is. want, if you ever bored on social media, go on
2: Joe Conahan's Twitter yeah. feed. And, uh, <laughs> it's got him in trouble. He a doesn't little bit. give yeah. a shit. He's amazing. Wow. Man. Yeah. yeah. He and walks the walk. He really yeah, does. he does. He's, he's the real yeah. deal
0: what's the story with that? So where's that going now? What, what you got in the pipeline?
2: Yeah, so Joe and I... Uh, Joe came to me with a script called Wheelman, which is basically about a guy who gets out of jail, and he's a, a bank driver. You know, he drives, he drives the car for right. the bank robbers, and he gets set up. And the movie takes place in a car 90% of the time, and it's me in a car. It's very 70s-style Netflix bought it right out of the gate oh, they, nice, they huh? spent a lot of money on it and they they love the film it's going to come out probably in the summer we're finishing it now that launched our company war party from there we you know Joe and I have a genre specific company which is thrillers and action uh, a lot of fight oriented yeah. films yeah but only if it's authentic and real and we have been bombarded with opportunities in the last three or four months uh, so we're at the point now where we're trying to pick which movies to do. We have two shows that are in the pipeline. Uh, I have a show called uh, f- uh, f- um, Fight Travel with Frank Rillo. I'm literally going to go to 10 of the most dangerous places in the world, Afghanistan, Dagestan, Northern China, uh, and embed myself with whatever fighting style is there and live there for a week and prove that through fighting, through the community of fighting, that you can break down every social, political and religious barrier known to man because the Brotherhood of Bach... I believe the Brotherhood of Fighting is stronger than all of that. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. With, With that thing you're going to do there, are you going to do sparring and stuff? Everything. I am going to embed myself, which means I will probably, if it's like, if it's sand wrestling in Afghanistan, which is, you know, really old. Actually, they have women's boxing in Afghanistan. It's an underground. Really. So I'm. Whatever it is that I go to do, we're going to travel the t- from ten places. And Netflix, right now, Netflix is very interested in doing this with us. Uh, I will be either either I'll have a fight, or I will be training extensively with right. them. So. Because you told me uh, a couple of
0: months ago about when you were sparring and you got hit in the head and you've seen that little black thing you said you yeah those, floaters, black, those it.
2: floaters it's right um, it's it, here's glenn and here's the floater in that white thing uh, uh, so does that not want to i mean you're a smart guy does
0: that he, not make you want to stop getting pushed in y- the head you
2: know I, I i gotta tell you i i uh you know doctors uh, are great because they help us but <laughs> doctors are not usually athletes so the easiest thing for a doctor to do is say oh, "I'll stop doing that or you know, don't don't get hit in the head. Well, you know? I
0: mean, you, I mean, it's common sense. though. you go punch in the head, now you can see a little bit. <laughs> <guy. laughs> so you have well, to a doctor to see stuff in head. I can still see
2: those guys, so I'm okay, man. <laughs> so I mean, listen, I, I I'm going to do it. At, you know, am I going to get in the ring with Tony Jeffries and and, and go twelve rounds? And probably not. I, I will control what I'm doing, but right. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm that gonna, sounds
0: yeah. really good. And yeah, when you do that, when you're traveling, because I know you do travel a lot when you've got the, uh, in your career. What do you do about your family? Because you've got your three sons, you've got your missus. Do, you, do them come with you? That must know, be the hardest part. You know, right?
2: that is the hardest part. I was in China for two months last year and in Indonesia for a month. And that's, let me tell you, every, everything in life is bittersweet. There's a, there's a yin and a yang to everything. And, and, this, and, this, and the sad part is I do have to be away from my wife and kids a lot. Right. And that is unfortunate. In this case, the great thing is I'll only be gone for 10 days at a time. And we'll probably scatter it. But I'm going to some of... The, I'm going to places, literally. We have a fixer in every one of these places. The only way I'm getting into these places is because of fighting. Right. Like, like, I have people who are top-level... Fighters or commandos that are getting me into these places. Otherwise, you can't. Americans can't go to these places. Wow. I mean, for someone like you, that must be yeah, saying, I'm right? just but So I'm, I'm over the, And my agents are like, "What the? Where are you? What when, Why are you going there? Like, <laughs> because there's not a lot of money in it. It's you know, it's really a docu series. Yeah. And uh, but I think what's going on now with Trump, with the country, how everything's divided and the racial tensions and religious tensions. It's going to be an interesting thing to go and to show how something like fighting, wherever it is or whatever, Whatever form of fighting, which is a violent thing, could actually bring people together.
1: So it's kind of like an Anthony Bourdain no reservations thing, but That's it's not the shows be better. That is the pitch.
0: That's, That's awesome. exactly yeah, the nice. pitch. That's yeah. the quality. Yeah. So now you're in, in your career, now you do, you're doing well, you're a very well known actor. Was there a big turn on point, or was there a one big movie role or one big TV show that, that really? Like took you to the next level, what was yeah,
2: that yeah yeah, and it 's funny talk about fighting, it was warrior really and it's and it's, and that was a long time ago and i was I was not a young guy when I did that i mean i I, I think I was probably forty when I did that it 's been a while now, but i 've been working my whole life since I was twenty five years old. I was on soap operas and sitcoms and t v you know and, and some things would last. And you, you don't realize how many actors are out there that work all the time, make a great living. You just don't really know who they are. You, maybe you can see their face, but Warrior, right. which is the movie I did with Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton and Nick Brian Nolte. Callen. Brian Callen. Yeah. Uh, it popped. It popped. Nice. And people noticed this guy and they went, wait a minute, are you a trainer? I'm like, no, dude, I'm not a trainer, but thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a call from Arizona State University to help them coach their wrestling team. <laughs> I was oh, yeah, like, I'm flattered, <laughs> but I'm not really a coach. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing I recognize you from
0: was uh, the prison break. Yeah, prison break. There. That was before Warrior, yeah. Right. Do, do you get recognized much now when you're moving right around the streets? Oh, now,
2: yeah, now. But yeah, I'll tell you, from these movies, from my TV show, but from Captain America, you, once, you're in a Cap, once you're in a Marvel movie, it's over. And right. I'm telling you, from one end of the planet to the other... Everybody watches Captain America. What, like,
0: took you to the next level?
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, to the point where, you know, I would go to my hotel and there's, you know, 50 people. I don't know how they know I'm there, but there's 50 young people, with, which is amazingly flattering, you know? And it happened to me later in life, so, you know, I'm not a young kid going, oh, I'm famous. It's like, oh, wow, you, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I I, I sign everything. Right, It, yeah. make, it makes it makes my agents and people crazy yeah. like when we're go- I'm like no no I'm going to sign every single uh, you know cuz I have dolls of me and stuff I'm like Jeez. I'm signing somebody's yeah. waiting online with my with I'm staying yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so, great
0: that's yeah. even when you come in here the members are like that's, that's an actor in here, Frank in Oh, I go and see
2: him you'll talk to yeah. you and yeah, it's great cuz you see you're talking to all the members all the time yeah, absolutely because I, you know what I was a man before I was an actor Right. I wasn't an actor before I was a man, and the, 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 I think the thing in Hollywood is there's a lot of young boys that become actors when they're kids, yeah. and then they're men, and they've already been famous, so it's, it's a real tough, I feel mess, sorry, if, right. it, it can mess you up, yeah. you know, I same was a man, same, same with athletes, athletes. Yeah. same with same athletes, thing. but you know, I was a man long before I was a successful actor, and I have a family, and I pre- anybody who comes up to me and says, hey, I, I saw you in this, I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I'm like that's that's so great. See. I appreciate it. What's your name? Right. Like you know, that's yeah. thank you so much. That's yeah. cool
0: So you, would you say that was your biggest role? Where most people seeing you in the Captain America thing, or does people see I, it in stuff Well, now stuff. it's
2: now it's uh, it, now it's the Purge movies too. Were huge all over the world, and right. uh, and the, you know those movies. Like I was in those movies, I'm like a badass. Like you know, I'm saving the world. Yeah. So people tend to think you're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's you good that way. I mean, that's not a bad thing, is it? <laughs> you, you look like you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so so now
0: you, like you said I think this is a great question after what we've just spoke about you were a man before you were an actor now you're mingling rubbing shoulders with some of the biggest superstars in the world do you ever get
2: star, starstruck? Yeah but you know not by actors Right? isn't that weird I never get starstruck by <laughs> actors and I've been around everybody I've worked with everybody one of my one of my closest best friends is Liam Neeson so right. to me he's like the guy mm-hmm, you, yeah. you, do you know what I mean great. Um, and, and he's one of my closest pals but I get starstruck with athletes. Yeah. That's what gets me starstruck. Yeah, I remember you told He's me that starstruck before. Right now, looking yeah, at I'm you. starstruck right now. I'm starstruck right now. No, I, I, because I understand what it takes to be an elite athlete and then to right. be a champion.
3: Mm-hmm. There's like a, 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 an awe or like a level of respect that, that's Absolute, like in uh, there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and,
2: and it's very few people, you know, you're an Olympian. you were you, a, a medalist in the Olympics in boxing. I mean... That's a lot of work, man. (laughs) You're a bad man. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, what what would you say, like,
0: the more, like, you were talking about the motivation for your training. What about the acting now? Because you seem to be balls deep in your fitness, and acting's like, it seems to me, knowing you, your acting's like
2: secondary to your fitness training. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because, in, in a sense, it is. And in a sense, what I do now in my career, really revolves around my physicality. I'm not looking to, look, there's some people who can do great things. They can play a transsexual math teacher who, you you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, wow, you're great. You're, you know, this guy's playing this woman and it doesn't interest me. What interests me is, is the, is the common man who's not really a hero. He's a flawed guy and he's got to take a journey and make himself better. And so it's those roles that I right. am attracted to.
3: That reality, right? That it's, reality. It's you know, like realism. take
2: the movie Taken, for instance, you know, it's mm-hmm. a guy down yeah. and he has to find, and he finds his relationship with his daughter and then he, makes, he realizes he could, he's a better dude. At the end of the movie, he's a yeah. better guy. And, and those are the kind of things that I enjoy taking on because a lot of it is not just acting, it's the physicality of it, it's being a yeah. man. To, the movies I love are movies of the 70s, you know, with, with Charles Bronson and with Kurt Russell and when men were, you know, Lee Marvin and and Steve McQueen. I love those kind of movies and I want to do those kind of movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Good stuff. So, Moving on now, you're helping a good friend of ours, Chris Van Heeden. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. What, what, what? How did that come about?
2: Yeah, it came about by by coming here. Uh, Brian Callen said you have to go see Chris at uh, Box Burn. He's he's great coach, a great uh, trainer, and he's a fighter. And I came here and we started training. I mean, you saw when I came yeah. with him, and uh, something about Chris. Uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a naivete and an honesty and a beauty about, about him and about his journey that I just felt like I think maybe I can help him because he wasn't being managed correctly. Right. And uh, long story short is, you know, my, my partner Joe and I got him out of his old contract. Uh, Chris was just ranked last week uh, 10 WBA, 15 uh, IBF. Right. Uh, which we were an integral part of getting him ranked, which he should have been, because yeah. he lost one fight to Al right. Spence yeah. Jr., which well, uh, most people do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, right, yeah he's you amazing.
2: know, what I mean, I mean, he and it wasn't, and he, and he held his own. Yeah, he uh, so now you know we're looking. Um, and it's not a money investment for me. It's, it's a kid that I really respect and love and, and want to see him get the right opportunity. And and, and Tony, you know, the right opportunity does not necessarily going to be a champion, or yeah. but it's at least that you get the right opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like we're going down that road yeah. with him. So, yeah. And
0: like what we spoke about earlier on, I told Chris that the best thing about him working with you and Joe is he's already loaded. Right. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not working with him. For the money? No, I don't, it,
2: want, I don't even like talking about money. It's like that's, you know, I have, knock wood, I make a nice living, I, I have enough money, and money's not what doesn't motivate me. Even when I work, money does not motivate the roles I take. Right. Um, and he certainly is not uh, going to, he's not the pot at the end of the rainbow for me. Right. So exactly, what, yeah. I'm more concerned with him. You know what? I'm a father of three. I, I see him as, he could be my kid and I want to help him. Yeah. And uh,
3: for, for, you, for you two as well, you couldn't uh, ask for anyone better to work with in, in terms of a professional fighter, how dedicated that guy is. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? He, he lives it 24-7. I've
2: never seen an at Forget about fighter. I've never seen an at This guy, he is never more than three days away from being fight ready. Right. I, mean, on the weird I, I tell him, I say, bro, you got to relax a little. Like, yeah. go on a date.
3: <laughs> and, he, and
2: he's like, I can't, bro. I can't. because I, he's, he's so... Focused, and he's like the, the moment is going to come, and I've got to be ready. And you know, that's some great athletes just always have to be in that mindset. Yeah, I've
0: been around athletes and boxers all my life, and I've don't I don't think I've seen
2: anyone like him. He's, I, just, I non-stop. he's I, just nonstop. He's just nonstop. It's it's he's he's uh, he's a bit of an enigma to me. I, I am, and, and I am. Sometimes I'm cons- Sometimes he walks in here, and he looks like he's about 112 pounds, and he's six feet tall. Right. You know, he's he's not a little guy. Yeah. And I'm like you need to eat some bread and you need to stop <laughs> training for a day. But, uh, you know, he's driven, man. I've, it's, it's, it's amazing to
0: watch. Yeah, it and really with is. having you and Joe in his corner, I think that's just going to be great for him. Because like I, we said, like, you're not wanting the money in. Where all these other promoters and people who's in business, in boxing, the management side, they're in it for the money. I know. And, Horrible! horrible i got ripped off a lot And mm. I know, uh, you I know, know Chris, it. Uh, Chris has been A little bit unlucky
2: He's been a bit unlucky And you know I've, Joe and I Have gotten a great education We were talking about this earlier Joe and I Have gotten a great education About the business Of boxing right. In the past uh, In the past few months And I was I was like Wow man This is a tough You know I could see how some naive young kids get taken advantage of because they see an opportunity in front of them. And all they know is they want to fight. And before you know it, they've signed away any opportunity they ever might have of ever kind of making a living. Is this something that you want to
1: do more of, you think, with other boxers or other fighters? You know,
2: I I, I would. I I love boxing so much. I love, I admire boxing so much. It's the most beautiful I think sport to watch, uh, I, I'm beyond the fan, I, I, uh, you know, it's a part of my my, my culture, uh, I would, if I could be of service and not, again, not try to make money at it, right. but uh, find a way to not go broke, but to be able to support yeah. these guys yeah, would be yeah, cool. Yeah. And yeah. like you
0: said, so many young, naive boys get ripped off because... Boxes don't necessarily come from good backgrounds. They come from the rough neighbourhoods and all that. So they've got no knowledge about business. I don't know anything about that. So as soon as a promoter, there's a piece of paper, I sign that, I'm going to give you 10 grand. Fuck, you know, 10
2: grand, right, of it's, course. It's,
0: it's, if that piece of paper is signed, and that's it. little do you know, you've just signed that 50% and then you're getting 50% uh, or whatever it might it's, be. It's terrible. And it, 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 it happens all the time.
2: It's not unlike the music business when you get a young band... A young band, they, the manager finds the guys who are the young garage band and they go, Sign this, we're gonna represent you. Four albums, here's 50 grand. If you read the fine print, nothing is theirs. They basically become employees for the manager, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the end of that.
3: It's crazy how that number changes with age, too. Like, if you say it, just say the word 50 grand and you're 18, 19 years old, you're like, Holy
2: shit. Grand, you say right.
3: 50 grand when you're like 35, 40, you're like, hmm, that's going to last me like... About 11 uh, days.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. so sad to see, because, yeah. you know, my background, coming from, from basketball, but any sport, football, basketball, you, these people leech onto these kids at such a young age because they see they're these, they're these prodigies. They're going to be something major. And so at some point, people are going to leech on them and just try to take advantage of them and, and go along the ride with them sure they might want to help them here and there but the, at the end of the day it's more more about you know trying to be a part of the you know yeah. that that money machine that, that money machine be. yeah and it's so sad it's, and you wonder why these kids have trust issues and you you know you got 18 19 year old kids in college sports and you know supposed to be amateur a- athletics but it's all about money it it's is all a business about money it's, it's so sad i had, it, it i had away.
2: i had another buddy who was in the olympics jose navarro uh, he was in the 2004 Olympics. Uh, he, was a, he was a Mexican kid out of L.A., you know, went through the whole thing, went to the Olympics. Did, he didn't win. He didn't medal. He came out. He went pro. He won, like, 10 fights. I think he got involved with Golden Boy. It all got muddy. He, before he knew it, he owed them money somehow. And he's wow. like, I quit. Yeah. I, can't, I'm, I quit. Like, he, all the... If you, if you have to get in the ring... And you don't want to get in the... I can't imagine. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's awful. Sure.
0: Yeah. And you know none of these boys are getting paying a lawyer $500, $600 to look up to read this contract. Rule. You just read it. You can't understand anything. Like, oh, right. And you twist what they say and you sign it. Next thing you're fucked. You
2: know? I know. And you're, uh, no, not
3: only physically is it probably the hardest job in the world as well, but you throw this on top of it as well with career management and the politics. Right. 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 It just makes it like, right. ludicrous how right. difficult it is. And then,
2: you know, after the fighter's done fighting, he's got to wait to see what his next fight is. And mm. then there's that downtime. And I've seen my friends who are fighters, I've seen them get depressed. Right between the fight that they've just had and worrying about who they're fighting next, yeah. and you know that whole that whole wait—it's—it's just—it's just yeah, crazy. you're just
0: waiting and waiting. It's just right. horrible. It's yeah. horrible place to be. We're really selling careers in boxing <laughs> now. <aren't
2: we? laughs> <laughs> right? No, but you're right. Listen, boxing was born out of of, of of poor economies. You know, the toughest kids in Ireland, the toughest kids in England, the toughest kids in Italy. Wherever you go, boxing is what got them out of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was a sport. You know, it's a sport. It's a sport that's born from. You know, poverty really from struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: but then there's like the the one percent or less that that really helps and boosts. Like I wouldn't be sitting here now if yeah. if it wasn't through boxing. Right. You know? So yeah. I can't hear right. it that much, even though I'm not a big fan of the that side of it. You know, but I, I can't complain y- about. What's you can
2: you can't complain about it because if if you're just talking about boxing as a sport and its purity and you know the, the sweet science, I mean, there's nothing. I think nothing better. I don't. Right. I can't. I could watch a beautiful thoroughbred run around the track. I could watch, <laughs> you know, beautiful women play volleyball. But when I watch two guys in the ring that really know what they're doing, sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. So you're, you're totally. more into boxing
0: <laughs> than MMA? Oh, oh, f- oh yeah.
2: wait, wait, you're wait. wait. But, you know, MMA, and I've been involved in MMA for a while. MMA is just, to me, it's brutal. It is. It is brutal oh, to man. watch,
0: man. Even, even the modern poli- day Rome, isn't it?
2: Oh my gosh!
0: Crazy. <laughs> even the politi- politics side of that in the UFC, crazy as well, mate. It's crazy same. as well. Same with the money, ho- trying to hold on the money. And well, cause I was in Brendan Sharp's corner for his last three fights, and I was with, with them all, all through the camps. And then I seen when we got to the to the day before the venue, but the, sorry, the day before the win, they got everyone in the room, all the fighters, seat all the fighters. Make sure your fight doesn't go at the distance. We need to see knockouts.
2: I am thinking, what? What kind of pressure is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Next right? day after weighing, they get them all together. Make sure uh, on the day of the win, make sure there's a knockout. You don't want to let it go to the judges. Anything can happen. The next day, the same. They the, the keep everyone keeps putting this Knock in the air. Even Dana comes. So now you've got people coming from I don't know from Russia who's coming to here and not like oh. Now they're not going to perform to the best because they think they're going to, have to knock them out That's just right. for the entertainment. So there's no strategy. The yeah. strategy is i got to knock you out. Exactly. Right. So, so the game plan kind of changes and then the trainer's like, oh, well, if he... The, the, these Russian trainers, they'll be thinking, oh, well, if he wants a career in UFC, he's got to get the knockout. Right. Now he's going to make mistakes. Right. So, I mean, it's,
2: yeah. all, it's, all, it's, a, it's a business. It's Listen, Dana... Dana uh, you know, I know Dana a little bit. He, he was a fan of Kingdom. He came down to set and he did his podcast on our show. He's a, he's a really terrific guy. But, you know... Uh, guys like Anderson Silver, guys like George St. Pierre, you know, you're talking about the highest level champions in the UFC. He would get mad at them if they, you know, if they kind of Floyd Mayweather. You know, right. They, they, he didn't want to see Anderson Silva run around for 5, 10, 15 minutes. He wanted him to fight. And, right. But
3: that's how he, that was his strategy. It's, it's uh. almost like UFC is, is like a marketing company and like they're using fighting as. A, a means to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, like, is. The great like, market. it is almost marketing. It is.
2: It's. It's very. It's not un, unlike the WWE. Exactly. Yeah. It's really not. Well, if you look at the template of the WWE, and it's a brilliant business model. Well, the kings of market. They're market kings. Is and that's. It's the same thing. It's the, really kind of the same thing. Right. Only, only the fighting obviously is mm-hmm. legitimate, but uh it is. It's controlled mm-hmm. in a very similar fashion. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Let's talk about your big fight.
2: I do have a big fight, guys. Big fight coming up. (laughs) Yeah. The legend well the legend yeah my character who's 175 on the show uh yeah. no my character's a guy named alvy clean who owns a gym uh long story short i get offered a million dollars by brian callen who was on my show right. i had to give him a job um <laughs> to come out of retirement and fight one a one-off legends fight and i'm fighting my character alvy clean is fighting the real matt hughes who nice. was one of the nice. greatest yeah. middleweights sure. in ufc history yeah. i mean he's you know he was—he's he is truly a legend. Yeah. So Matt and I have been getting together uh, for a couple of months, talking it out, and now he's flying into town this week. And for three weeks, we're gonna—we're we're gonna train hard. We're gonna—we're gonna—we're gonna make this fight. It's a five-five-minute round fight. We're gonna make it better. And this is what i I, uh, I said to Matt. I said we have to make it the best fight you've ever seen on television or in the or in the movies. So that's—that's that's our goal. That's, goal. Yeah. that's awesome. You yeah. I gotta bring him here. Yeah, he's going to come here. Oh, he's nice. He's going to come here and nice. train with Chris, too, because he's not a good striker, so I want to get him comfortable with uh, with punching a bit. Nice. So we're nice. going to bring him here. We're going to train for a bit. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll have some fun with him.
0: Yeah, that would be great. What would you say now, like moving, moving on again, uh, well, one of the last things I want to leave you with is your goals moving forward in your future. I'm sure you've got a lot of different goals, right? And. Uh, I want to know about how you set goals and how you accomplish your goals. Is there something to it or do you just go with the flow? How do you do that?
2: You know, I, I, don't, I don't go with the flow. And at the same time, I don't set goals. And I'm, I'm very stringent with trying to, uh, you know, uh, complete the goals that I've set for myself. I, I have some goals that I'd like to um, achieve uh, in the next year with my company. Uh, I have some five-year goals that I'd like to see myself achieve acting-wise, which I'm already setting up in the pipeline. Right. And uh, and then after that, that's kind of it. You know, I'm, I'm getting to an age now where I want to lean more towards producing my own stuff with Joe and, and uh, kind of setting myself up financially so that I don't have to just do anything at, at a certain point in my life when I'm 60 years yeah. old. Uh, and, and, you know, my, my thing about life, uh, a good friend of mine, Kevin Uvain, who's one of the owners of my agency, CAA, he's a brilliant man, uh, is very successful. And he's told me, he told me when I was 40, he said, let me tell you something because I would complain to him, I'm I'm never going to do it, I'm not going to get what I want. He says, listen to me, there are no rules in life, none. There's no age rules. There's no rules that anybody could put on you that you have to abide by. He said, your success will come whenever you decide it's ready to come to you, believe it or not. And if you live your life knowing there are no rules, you'll be okay. And I have to tell you something, from that speech until now, my life has changed exponentially because I refuse to believe that anything anyone tells me, I have to live by, mm, sure. and, and uh, great it sounds simple, but you know I have so many actors come up to me and go, hey man, how do you do it, how do you? I go, there's no rules, just work hard, believe in yourself, yeah. and there are no rules, like, it could, anything could happen at any time, yeah. you know, just, I, I, I always tell everybody, read the book, Outliers, it's, it's a Malcolm Gladwell book, it's about success, and you understand how it's tracked 10,000 hours of of practice, of sparring, of makes you an expert at that thing. And then the rest is the rest. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's jazz, man. Like, <laughs> let it let it come and, and yeah. you know, have some fun. Love that's it. the book you told Latrita to read right
1: yeah yeah a couple of times I, I, loved, I loved that book I thought it was amazing he's got a couple Gladwell's he's got, got yeah, several yeah. several good books he's got yeah.
2: he's, you know, now he's got a philosophy when yeah. you talk about him it's called Gladwellian so he's, <laughs> he's got a couple of great books Dave, yeah. David and Goliath is another yeah. great book mm-hmm. about the little guy beating the big guy yeah. and, yep. and uh uh, you know i 'm not one for self help books but this guy yeah. this guy 's onto something, and uh, it 's all scientific sure. about success about nobody walks in here who 's a successful singer or whether he looks like a vagabond or not there 's been a lot of rehearsal and there 's been a lot of practice and there 's a lot of pitfalls and and so it 's you know i, I give it to, I give that book to everybody yeah. I said read Good. this book yeah. it'll it 'll show you that there is no accident to success yeah. Yeah. the yeah. name is what again tell me uh, uh, outliers. 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 outliers you know you 're an outlier because you do. Uh, you, you play the piano for ten thousand. Yep. You know, a lot of kids are out in the, in the playground, and there's this one kid playing the piano from when he's six mm-hmm. years old till he's sixteen. By yeah. sixteen, he's an outlier. He can play the piano as well as anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I yeah. Love that. Well, thanks, Frank. Thank, thanks for coming on me. Oh, thank you, guys. Um, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you or want to follow your career?
2: um they i'm on i'm on instagram on frank grillo one i think is my handle the same thing on facebook uh i'm on kingdom you know i'm on tv uh direct tv on audience network on wednesdays at nine o'clock King,
3: kingdoms uh, out in the uk now too right? kingdoms in the uk yeah. it's right. in
2: australia it's in japan it's in germany it's it's all over the place nice uh, uh i'm proud of the show and i got a movie coming out called wheelman with carnahan yeah. in, the, in the summer uh, another movie called stephanie coming out uh, in the summertime so what happened your twitter on. account uh, I, you know what? I got rid of my Twitter account because uh, my kids were on my Twitter account. And Twitter people, there are some mean people on Twitter who say some vulgar things. Yeah. right. So I had to get rid of my Twitter right. account. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All, Smart man. move. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks, controls. Mate. Thank you, I brother. I appreciate thanks. it, yeah. Mate. Thanks, nice one. Thank thanks you, guys.